how are you finding it being back? Back at it now a couple of weeks. How, how's training been going? How's everyone settling back in? Um, it's been fabulous, really, to be honest. Uh, after four months um, of lockdown, I suppose, in particular, you know, to be able to get back into that type of environment where there's people and uh, you can converse and uh, chat, uh, walk on a few bits and pieces. Yeah, and to be fair to the players, they're, they're in great form after coming back. Uh, well freshened up after the few months off, uh, as, as are all the coaches and everybody working around them. And uh, yeah, it's been a very, very good two weeks. How's the the panel all fit and, and raring to go? Have you any niggling injuries or, or any new lads coming in? Um, yeah, listen, there's, there's a, a couple of lads after joining the group this year. Um, Cahill O'Neill from Kokora, uh, Colin Coxon from Belly Brown, and Tommy Hayes from Dune have, have joined us. And uh, Barry Murphy from Dune has rejoined us. And uh, they've settled in really, really well, um, making a huge contribution Uh and it's always great to see some fresh faces about the place. And uh, yeah, uh, it's one thing our group is very good at is uh, introducing you know new members to the group and helping them to 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 settle in very very quickly. And I'm sure that's something that's needed, John, with a with a team that that did it all really last year. Thirteen games, thirteen wins. You need that, I suppose, influx of of new talent and and Barry as well coming back in to to drive them on. Yeah, listen, you, you know, you can't have enough competition. That's the bottom line. And these guys are, are able to mix it. And they're a very, very exciting young players. You know, they have to start their career at some point. And, you know, from our experience over the last number of years, it takes a bit of time to settle in. It takes a bit of time to find your feet, to get used to the whole regime of the, the training regime. And so many nights a week, you know, involved in it. Um Balancing that then, which obviously for the two guys, Callum and Cahill, they're doing their leaving search. So trying to balance that with that at the moment is a, a challenge for them. Um, but, you know, uh, you have to start somewhere. Uh, they've come through the academy. They're well prepared for it. And from what I've seen over the last two weeks, um, there are two lads that will be involved. Please God, with Limerick for quite some time to come. Thanks, John. John, I suppose, has there been any difference this year in that uh, you've had no club games prior to the start of the inter-county season, you know, with regards to kind of, you know, getting a read on fellas or form or anything like that, or, or is it just a case of every county in the same boat and, and drive on with it? Oh, yeah, sure, listen, it was it was the strangest of returns, you know, you find yourself in Raquel of a fine summer, sunny evening instead of... Uh, a wet, windy, freezing, cold November for pre-season. There's a world apart. You know, the pitch was in great order. It was solid, you know, lovely coat of grass on it. To be fair to the lads that are looking after the pitches, they have a great job doing them over the spring. Uh, even though it's been a cool spring, and hasn't been, there hasn't been a lot of growth, but the pitches are in good nick. So I'm sure all the counties are enjoying this type of return to play you know, in these conditions, as opposed to what we would have been accustomed to. So that's different and very different, really. You know, long evenings as well, you know, uh, it's just a complete flip of what we would normally be facing in November, December, January, uh, February, like so, you know, massive difference. Uh, I think the split season definitely has a lot of uh, support out there from the player and coaches and backroom team members who would have ordinarily been out in the, the, wits, uh, the wetsuits on a, on a November and December evening. Uh, no comparison, yeah, no comparison. 
John, is it a bit of a relief preparing a team and not have the distractions of the Fitzgibbon Cup or the concluding stages of the club championship? Um, oh, sure. Listen, I haven't even thought about those things, to be quite honest, Jamesh. You know, we're just living in the moment, I suppose, now. You know, we were very anxious to get back, number one, um, and get going. Um, you know, we were, we were all beginning to get a little bit itchy, I suppose, you know, Four months is quite a long time for us not to be in action. Um, and obviously they weren't in action with anybody else either when they weren't with us. So everybody was ready to get back and get going. Uh, the time of the year was, you know, was there for 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 looking forward to getting out in the evenings and going hurling. Uh, obviously, you know, for schools, games, look at I'm I'm inside in school. We've had no school game all year since last September. Uh, we're not going to have any schools games this year. That is a massive thing not to happen like it's just unbelievable to think that no college or schools games were held this year and last year's ones weren't finished uh, and won't be you know for maybe ever and that's just the way it is so yeah that's a loss the third level college uh, you know listen didn't even have their lectures in college let alone play sport for the college you know so um, again massive loss to everybody not to be involved in that it's really a major part of being part of your school or your college to represent them if you're interested in sport, as in, in no matter what that sport might be. Um, so, yeah, these are all huge things that people have lost out on. Um, but please, God, next year, we'll be very much looking forward to getting back on the, on the fields with those students in our school and in other schools. And hopefully our panellists that are in college and eligible to play Fitzgibbon Cup will be back playing Fitzgibbon Cup again next January and February. John, the court game is the fourth game in the, in, in, in the sequence. Um, it, it's the second last game. It could be a huge game both for, for Limerick and for, and, and for Cork. Would you have much preferred if it was a slight bit further out from the championship game? You, you would, Matt. Um, yeah, I, I suppose, listen, uh, it's, it's uh, again, it's a case of living in the now, I suppose, really, for us, you know, the, the most important thing right now is, is preparations for the game on Saturday night. Um, you know, considerations towards what's going to happen later on in the summer are way off in the distance. We're, we're, our focus is really on the physical preparation of the players, getting their hurling up to speed, you know, just assimilating the group and the new players into the group and, you know, driving, driving the standards on as best we can. The, you know, the location of that game to the championship is, is not really going to have any bearing really on the results later on. Um, it's all about, you know, trying to find players to want to hold on to the, the jersey that they have, you know, in the first instance, for those that would say are coming off the back of last season who want to, to hold on to that jersey in the position they're in. And those that were, were unfortunate not to make it onto the starting 15 to go and fight as hard as they can to try and get that jersey from them. So the next four weeks, five weeks, I think, rather than having a, a, a viewpoint towards what might come later on the summer, I think most of the players will be very, very focused on the here and now. And whenever they get that opportunity to be on the pitch, to make an impact, that they do that. And that if they get a chance to start with the jersey in their back, that they'll try to start it, you know, make sure that the performance is worthy of them starting the next day with that jersey in their back. So I think that's really where the focus is right now. Um, and, you know, from what I've seen over the last two weeks, uh, I've been 
extremely happy with the attitude that the players have brought to the table uh, thus far. Final one from me, John. Um, I know it's something you're very strong about. Um, have you got any direction yet as to how many of the squad and the backroom team can attend the match there? Ah, yes, that old bugbear, that old chestnut mat is still there. Uh, we haven't. That's the, the, the status at the moment. Um, uh, I'm waiting to see now, actually, I'm get, after getting a, a message from Mike Reardon here while we're talking. Uh, because we are expecting clarity around. Uh, uh, yeah, that's an interesting one, actually. Um, we're looking for clarity around the numbers, and we're, we haven't got it just yet. So um, at the moment, we're operating off the premise that it will be the exact same as it was pre-All-Ireland final. Uh, that's what we're expecting it to be. Um, we mightn't necessarily agree with it, but that's what we're expecting. Um, I think from next Monday, 50 can go to Mass, so maybe 50 can go to the Gilly Grounds. But listen, we'll see. We'll see. We just have, we probably, listen, we just have to be patient, I suppose, Matt. We're all like, we're all like those cattle at the door of the shed now at the moment, busting to get to the front uh, and, and to be the first out onto the pitch. Uh, there's a few weeks, if we can get the next two weeks, hopefully under our belt, uh, I'd be hoping that, you know, things will revert back to maybe um, a level of restriction that we could manage, you know, to get the panellists to the matches. Yeah. That's what we're hoping. Thanks very much, John. Best okay. looks. Yeah. Sorry, Matt. It took me a long time to say what I wanted to say there. Sorry. <laughs> I'm out of practice after four months, Matt. I haven't spoken to a journalist since December. <laughs> uh, John, the head of Saturday, if you have any injury concerns, I know it's been a very short training regime, but I, I'd seen people flagging it. There was potential for injury with, you know, ramping up of training quite quickly. So have you any concerns ahead of the game the weekend? Um, listen, I'll be honest with you. Even before I came on to you there, I was on to the phone to our lights because, you know, we, we, we trained obviously Friday, Sunday. And a few boys have reported a few little bits and pieces, niggly bits and pieces. But um, listen, all told, I'd be very happy with where we're at. We have a few niggles. We'll see how they'll plan out over the course of the week. We will be, I would be uh, saying that my intention is that we will only play and use players who are fully fit in the, in the, in the first couple of weeks, uh, no matter what happens. Do you know what I mean? Uh, we will not be taking any chances with any players that have any particular concern, um, you know, in order to give them the greatest chance of having, uh, you know, a full uh, run at the season. You know, the last thing you want to do is put a fellow out who's carrying it. Even if it's only a 5% niggle, I wouldn't be inclined to take the chance. I'd, I'd rather, you know, take the opportunity to give somebody else a run. Um, you know, that's really where we're at. It, is, it has been a little bit on the tight side, you know what I mean? You know, it's been a quick run-in. We're straight into competition now next weekend. But uh, I think everybody's just champing it a bit to get going at the same time, you know? So I don't think anybody's got any concerns or regrets about it. I think we're all just anxious to get on with it now. Sure, if we didn't, if we didn't have a competitive game next weekend, we'd probably be going off looking for a challenge match or something like that, you know? So uh, I think it's time just to get on with it. Let's see how we get on. And you mentioned the, the four new faces or the, the three plus, I suppose, Barry Murphy come back to the panel. Has anyone, I know Tom Condon's obviously retired, that's well documented, but has anyone else maybe in the extended panel, have, have they moved on or has, has there only been any changes in that that regard? No, we're, we're as we were last year, Paddy, Paddy O'Loughlin has stepped away just for uh, a period of time um, for personal reasons, but that's, that's his, own, his, own, uh, his own business. But, you know, we have... 
I think we've 38 on the panel at the moment um, training. So um, that's as is. I suppose it's amazing, even with that number, when you go to have an in-house game, you might, with a few knocks and uh, you know issues that fellas might be carrying, you might still be lucky to have you know 30 for a, an in-house game. So it's, uh, it's a necessary thing to have that many involved right now. Uh, and I'm sure other panels are finding the exact same thing because after a four-month layoff, you have to be particularly careful with your players that you don't, um, you know, if you're short one for a, for a, for a, a 15 on 15 and you have one guy who's got a bit of a knock, you know, I'd rather leave him on the sideline than have to bring him, him, him in to make up the numbers. So it's always great to just have that extra few players involved. And uh, listen, we have a few, you know, exciting young players coming through and uh, we're anxious to have a look at them and to, to help them develop and to assimilate them into the group. That's really important to us right now. The final one for me, John, the, the couple of under-20 players, um, Colin Cocklin and um, Carl O'Neill, was it conscious in your decision to bring them into the panel? Obviously, they're, they're, they've, they've shown well for their clubs and, and indeed for the Limerick underage teams. Was it a conscious decision, though, that the fact that they won't be able to train, train with the under-20s and for the foreseeable? That you know that this will be an ideal opportunity to bring them into the to the scene when they don't have any other, I suppose, outlet at the minute for 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 training. No, um, it's simply on on merit and on performance. They're in uh, simple as that. Uh, Colin was superb for his club, Bally Brown, last year. Cahill was superb for the under twenties, and both have a very strong pedigree coming through the the, the academy, and. Uh, you know, even looking at last year's minor team, there's thankfully a lot of players coming through of quality and of note. And it's really good for us to know that that, that, that pipeline of uh, player is coming through and we have to be cognizant of that and, you know, really challenge ourselves to bring these guys through when they're, when they're ready and when they come out of the academy and prepare them for uh, the next stage in their career. Uh, hi John, Pat Nolan here. Um, just wondering, um, in terms of injuries, uh, is uh, is it fair to say that the stage uh, regime this is fully rehabilitated and ready to go? And just how far off would Mike Casey be at, at this stage? Richie English, you know, could have played in the All Ireland final. Uh, yeah. You know, Richie was ready last December. Richie is he's ready plus four for plus four months plus five months nearly. You know, so Richie's absolutely 110%. That, that injury is finished, done with, over. Um, Mike Casey is doing extremely well. Um, he's making tremendous progress. But again, you know, similar to my comments earlier, you know, we will not be putting him into a situation where we're pushing him forward, you know, faster than it needs to be. He has milestones he needs to, to achieve. He's working very hard towards those milestones. Uh, Mark Melbourne is doing fantastic work with him. And I'm very happy with the progress he's making. Yeah. Is, is the championship achievable for him? We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I'd be hopeful. Yeah, I'd be hopeful. Okay. And just um, with the structure of the league, um, you obviously have your five matches, but there's um, there's no quarterfinals, no semifinals, and there might not even be a final. So... How do you feel about that format? Would you be critical of it? Does it, does it reduce the competition to just a kind of glorified series of challenge games? Uh, I, I, I most certainly wouldn't uh, use the, the phrase glorified series of challenge games. Most definitely not. Um, listen, every inter-county team that takes to the field, uh, number one, they want to win their match. Um, I can guarantee you that. And where you have every team going out that wants to win your match, their match, you're going to have very, very competitive games. 
Um, you have a lot of players who are looking to stake a claim for a championship, which is only literally around the corner. Um, they'll want to get into their rhythm and find their form early doors as well. And, you know, within their panels, respectively, there's going to be a lot of competition. So in that circumstance, you're going to find players are really going to push themselves to maximise their performance levels in the weeks ahead. I think we could have some cracking games in the weeks ahead. And I most certainly don't expect this to be a damn squib, I can assure you that. I think our group, looking at our fixtures, we've got Tipperary, Galway, Watford, Cork, Westmead. That is a very, very competitive group and uh, some really, you know, really, really tough uh, matches in there. Um, so it's, 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 it's ideal in terms of, you know, the competition itself. I know, listen, we'd like an extra couple of weeks to play out, a, a, you know, a, fin- a final series of games to, you know, to determine the winner. But, you know, the, the time wasn't there and we have to respect the clubs and get the competitions finished in time for the clubs to have a meaningful period of time uh, in August, September and October. That's really important. So if that means that our competition, our league competition is hiatus this year, so be it. But we're still getting five games and that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. Okay, thanks. Yeah. So we're happy, Pat. We're happy. John, how's it going? Jason Byrne here. How are you? Jason, how are you? Good, good. Um, come here, John. What was your reaction when the GA lost its elite status in January? Uh, I didn't realise they had lost it uh, for the most part. I kind of switched off. Um, I, I would have expected us to get back maybe, you know, maybe a couple of weeks earlier, but... You know, listen, everybody was being extremely cautious. Never being cautious. The government were being cautious. You know, schools were a priority. I know that from my own experience. And that has been a challenge. Um, you know, we have, we have some kids who have only been back to school a couple of weeks. You know, that's the bottom line. And the GA really couldn't get back. You know, being a community-led organisation, it couldn't really go back prior to the schools being fully reopened. I think that was just the premise on it. And we kind of all understood that and respected it. And, you know, hopefully short-term pain will give us some long-term gain. 